Hello, friends. It's that time again. Time to find our balls. My name is Jeff Stuckey. You know me as the shaman. I am riding in the shotgun position. I believe last time I had Greg taped and thrown in the back of the car, but he's back <laughs> in his usual position with his hands on the wheels. Greg Allen, how are you? Yes. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. Good so. morning. Uh, <laughs> I know you hate that small talk kind of thing. Help me through it. Help me through it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You always just want to get down to business. Like, <laughs> stop asking me my how I'm doing and let's like get down to the topic. But uh, anything new with you? Oh, lots new. Lots new. Feeling good. And Yeah? Uh, yeah. That's new to be feeling good? or To, to be feeling um, like peaceful and like just calm and ready to take on things and not surprised by the junk that does happen. Huh. <laughs> I thought you were basically always calm. Yeah, that's how it looks, huh. you know, but sometimes things are, are bubbling. But w- one thing I have noticed, uh, last week I decided to reach out to old friends or people that I respect or love. It's like, hey, we just need to reconnect, you know? So I <laughs> talked to um, four of them and uh, all of them, in the in the midst of the conversation, brought up the idea that people don't act right, you know, in their different ways. They're like, "Oh, I'm so mad at this, or whatever this happened, or can you believe this?" Or I'm gonna, or one, I'm gonna quit this job that I just finished school for <laughs> oh. because people are jerks. And it's like, wait a minute, you already know that. I don't mean to say all people are jerks. I'm just saying people are gonna be how they are, which is not how you expect them to be or want them to be. And to hear these people that I respect so much acting like that's a new discovery, was a little unsettling. Yeah, it does seem more, now that you mentioned that, like people are definitely complain. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what has caused that, whereas it didn't used to bristle us so much okay. to where now we're just like constantly like, what's this and that motherfucker and oh, <laughs> that God and God, man. I mean, it's like, yeah. <clears throat> it's like we don't, we don't celebrate things anymore. We don't, appreciate things we don't mm-hmm. you know the maybe gratitude i don't know it's just it's just god we're just fucking yeah. bitching all the god <laughs> i and me too man mm-hmm. you know me i can get going on a rant and i can bitch for days yeah. oh and kind of <laughs> like it <laughs> no no you can't do that we can't on you no you can i mean i've done it oh yeah you know yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, I've seen you. But. Used to you. Your your magical term for that was taking taking apart toys. Yeah, yeah. You're always like Jeff. You're just always taking people's toys apart. Now you don't have you don't have any toys to play with. And it's and that was incredibly useful for me mm-hmm. because I have the mm-hmm. emotional and mental maturity of a third grader. But uh, <laughs> it was like, damn, that is all I do. I take people's ideas and I just rip those motherfuckers apart, and then I make some bastard toy that nobody wants to play with and <laughs> get pissed off about that. So uh, anyway, that's. Well, I'm glad once a week, you know, you show up ready to help the world. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I have been thinking about lately, obviously with the work that I do, other kinds of things. And it, it connects to an idea of friction, which beckoned me back to a conversation <laughs> that you and I had one time that it was one of those conversations where you were telling me something really smart. And I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> and I, it's always awkward for me when you and I are having those conversations because I don't know if I should like passively smile and like, or like, <laughs> dude, use smaller fucking words. But you were telling me 
how friction is a non-factor. And so I don't, do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. So I, we were talking about something bigger, something, uh, you know, person related, uh, <laughs> either psychological or social. But I, I, I drew upon some engineering knowledge, I'll say, you know, solving problems in statics and dynamics, things like that. So I said, you know, sometimes we have a problem and there's too many variables. So we'll pull some of them out. And the first thing we do is say, well, let's say that friction is negligible. So if we have something spinning, you know, something turning on a, a shaft, for instance, we'll say, well, let's say there's no friction and let's see how, what kind of force it takes to move it or how long it'll go. And then you solve the problem. You, and then, but you have to be smart enough to know that friction exists. <laughs> so let's go ahead and try to add it back in with however we can figure that out. You know, I mean, if you don't have friction, things just, they won't sit still. They're just going to slide around. So I think we were trying to apply that to our personal lives. Like, well, it, if we want to solve something, let's pull out some of the variables that, that uh, might be easy to say, well, this is really not impacting it, or I'm going to pull it out, recognizing that it has an impact, but I can't solve it with that. So I'm going to solve it without it and then bring it back in. So <laughs> I don't think I did any good helping you understand. That. <laughs> no. Um, that uh, As we discussed it, I wish I could remember the, the original yeah. conversation because of the context, but it was the, the, the number of variables. Yeah, that's the point. You can't solve uh, a problem if you have more variables than you have equations to solve it. So if there's three unknowns, then you have to know three things about what's going on, three equations, and each of them have that un, uh, one unknown in it, or at least one, and then uh, and so you can solve it. So that's the first thing I would do. Well, in a, in an engineering problem or in a life problem, <laughs> it's like here's what I know. Here's all the equations that I know that govern the system that's that's happening, and here's all the variables. Now, if I've got more variables then I've got equations, then I know it's indeterminate. It cannot be solved. I know that going into it. So I'm totally okay just stopping right there because it's you're just banging your head against the wall. See, there, and that feels like there is like so much value to that in the psychological realm, but I don't exactly know <clears throat> how to apply it like at its best but, you know, with human behavior, there's just an infinite number of variables. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, cause and effect is the hardest thing to establish. And everything is just, is it a strong or a weak correlation? And what causes this? What causes, you know, so you can, you can, when it comes to change in human behavior, you can get lost almost in the infinite complexity of, all of the variables, but mm. then like you say, you know, which ones are negligible? Yes, yes. And being able to account for those negligible variables in our lives and focus on those variables that we can control mm -hmm. and control those. Yeah. And, and that's where I see the 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 value of that right because 
in our normal mindset when we're thinking about change and then it's all like life coach pep talk, like mm-hmm. massive, 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 massive action, <laughs> massive intentionality, massive, you know, and then you get quantum mindset, you know, it's like, wait, what the fuck are we talking about? But I'm mm-hmm. like on dopamine because I'm super excited about what we're talking about, more how we're talking about it. And then I'm like, yeah, this is fucking great. I'm going to change Wait, what am I going to change? Yeah, right. And, you know, and it just keeps us in this loop of personal incompetence. You know, Mm -hmm. just, well, I'm not going to change. I'm not. And then when we get in that state, right, then we just become more desperate for something. Oh, right, right. And then once we're lost in that cycle. So I I just, at some point, dude, we got to like flesh that out because Mm -hmm. there's, there's incredible implications. But being able to look at your own life and know how important it is to look at all of the variables mm-hmm. and determine which ones are negligible and which ones I can control is is profoundly significant. The, the thing I want to talk about today, which I think is uh, something that is commonly overlooked um, – when it comes to personal change is this idea of friction, but psychological friction. And when you think about, when you think about it, it's one of those things that it's, it's kind of, it strikes you in two different ways. One way it's like, God, that's so fucking obvious. (laughs) But then once you kind of consider the obviousness of it and the simplicity of it, then it can be like, well, that ain't, that ain't, that's not complex enough to mm-hmm. do any good. That's not, and that's something that I've noticed in my field and also in my work with clients. Like people are fucking skeptical of simple. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like <laughs> they want overcomplicated shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of Freud's sayings is that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my dude doesn't have, you know, an inferiority complex about his penis. He just likes smoking a cigar. Sometimes yeah. a cigar is just a cigar. And it, it's interesting to me that that idea, that simple, and simple and easy are not synonymous, but how skeptical we have become of simple. Yeah, And, you know, when I... In my work, I always try to kind of prime that pump with my clients that, you know, the greatest engineers, you know, they, they can reduce something down into its fewest number of necessary parts. Mm-hmm. There's not one single more part than that device needs because at every every introduction of a new part is a place of wear, a place of, you know, tension, failure, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, human behavior is much that same way. Like Mm. we can simplify it. Now there's times we need to go into your past and, you know, and, uh, and it's a good business model, you know, because when people want things to be infinitely complex, like you can keep them in therapy. (laughs) Fucking hell. Okay. I mean, I can make some shit up, man. But anyway, but, so this idea of friction is, it's pretty simple and I'd be interested 
in ways that you have seen it work in your life. But when I want to create or increase a behavior in my life, I reduce the amount of friction around it. When I want to rid a behavior in my life, then I increase the amount of friction around that behavior. So the new behavior, I want to make it as easy as it can possibly be to act on that behavior. Yeah. And then the behavior that I'm trying to rid myself of, I want to make it as difficult as I possibly can to act on that behavior. Mm -hmm. And that behaviorally, right, my orientation for therapy is cognitive behavioral therapy. So cognitive behavioral therapy is looking at the relationship between cognition, thoughts, and behaviors. Mm -hmm. When you focus on the behavior side, I mean, I guess this is an overstatement, but that's really all it is, mm -hmm. is understanding this idea of psychological friction, mm -hmm. looking at the behaviors that I want representative in my life and making those behaviors as easy as I possibly can to act on them, the behaviors that I don't want to act on, I make it as difficult as I possibly can to keep from acting on those behaviors. So if I want to not, if I want to not eat ice cream every night, <laughs> then I shouldn't make it accessible in my freezer. It's like, I mean, because I can go down the street and get some, but that's a little bit more effort. Right. So at nine o'clock, if I feel like walking down the street, I can get it, but I am not going to get it just by going downstairs. And Right. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to do as much as I possibly can. It's like, honey, uh, take my wallet and <laughs> put it somewhere where I don't know it is because I don't want to walk down to the store and buy ice oh, cream. You know? yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm always looking to add as much friction as I possibly can. Yeah. The, you know, where for me working out is like pretty key to my overall sense of well being, mm -hmm. and being in shape, being physically or at least pursuing physical fitness. Yeah. It just, it, it just yeah. makes the biggest difference for me. Mm -hmm. And the only way I'm going to get to do it is if I do it first thing in the morning. Okay. And because by the, by the time my day starts, you know, I show up at the office, you know, you talk about infinite number of variables. I mean, there's so <laughs> many things that it's yeah. like, okay, then whatever time, mm -hmm. you know, if I, if I try to do it in the middle of the day, invariably there's going to be a client that I'm yeah. like, that's more important than going to work out, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have, I'm a slow starter. Like I don't like jumping up, getting in the car and driving to the gym. Like I like, I, I got to ease into this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I have to, I like every night before I have to get everything laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, when I get up, I cannot hit snooze, bro. Oh no, that would ruin it all. Dude, if I <laughs> if snooze to me <laughs> there, it's just, it's just, I can't do it. If I hit yeah. snooze once it is over. 
So there is a nanosecond there to where <laughs> I have to make that decision, like hit stop and get the fuck up. Yeah. And the first thing that I have to do is brush my teeth. Mm. I got to brush my, I got to get that fucking nasty ass <laughs> taste out of my mouth mm. and like just the, the, you know, so it's like, I'm like a violent man brushing my teeth <laughs> and the mintiness of oh, it yeah, and all that. Yeah. It's like if I can get my ass out of that bed and brush my teeth, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I've got the positive momentum that I need. Yeah. And then I don't, I go to this class um, and my, it's a group training class and I, mine starts at six o'clock. I get up at, I usually set my alarm at 4.45, so I just got, like, some time, man. Yeah. I drink some coffee, and I think about shit. Oh, good. I like thinking about shit. Oh, yeah, I, I understand that. That's, like, my favorite <laughs> thing to do, like, is just thinking. <laughs> yeah, and talk it, too. To me, that's a close second, talking about it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but it is, man. Like, so I'll go, and especially now when I can sit out on the back patio and, like, I don't know, man. It's like the the world starts to wake up. Yeah. Like one little bird will start chirping and then another little bird starts chirping. And, and all of this is like building into the momentum of getting my ass to the gym. Okay. And then at five 20, I drink some Powerade because mm-hmm. I probably drank bourbon the night before and I'm a little dehydrated. <laughs> so I do the, uh, the Gatorade Zero. Okay. Orange Gatorade, like the yeah. original Gatorade flavor. Uh-huh. That's my favorite. Okay. You Are you a... Uh, no, I like blue. And I but I go with Powerade because there's less sodium, but, you know, I don't know if that well, matters. I don't know if it matters. Doesn't matter. Should it matter? It you know to, way more about this shit than I, I do. I do. Uh, it used to, <laughs> I'm like a five-year-old. I'm like, Michael Jordan drinks Gatorade. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Well, it's about the electrolyte balance. So at the time, I had more sodium and not enough potassium. So now I'm more balanced. I could probably adjust. How do you? How would you even assess that? Well, there's ways you can feel it, but uh, you know you can get a blood test to see where your sodium level is. But huh. you don't want to do that weekly. <laughs> That's like going to the doctor, dude. That's oh, pretty much what you doctor. have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now I'm 50. You know what I'm supposed to do at 50? I know, and it's fun. I ain't fucking doing that. (laughs) You did it at 50? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no. I I put it off for a while, you know, but uh, they they've come a long way. It's it's an easy process. That's not that can't. No, what I hear is like once you like the night before, like the cleansing of the colon. That's come a long way too. Oh, I mean, the still process is going to be the same, but as far as the stuff you have to take, it used to be some crusty powder stuff, you know, that you had to swallow. But the it. end result's the same. I mean, like volcanic, like yes. But the drugs I hear are fan fucking tastic. Yeah, well, when the guy explained to me all what he found, I didn't even know he was talking to me. You know, somebody had to tell me. Oh, they found shit when they went up there. hopefully, that's what's in there, but they didn't know. No, I didn't mean shit. I mean, like, (laughs) but they found other shit that wasn't supposed to be there. No, but that's what he was saying. 
Oh, okay. I mean, he had some ideas that he thought were important, apparently. But I didn't care if I'm if I'm all right. Let, let me just go home, you know. Yeah, right. Okay, but, but because you were on those drugs, it's like I don't fucking. Yeah, care. but see, you know how I take things literally. Yes. Did I say that word right? Yes. Um, well, so, I don't literally. Yeah. Literally. Well, how do you? Did you go back into some of your Cajun it, shit? If you go to Cajun, it's it means the same, but it doesn't sound the same. What do you call that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll get yeah, we'll explore that. Justin's on vacation, otherwise we'd have him look that up. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yes, you did that well. Okay. This helps so much in our relationship because in in all the years that I've known you, you there are times where you will pause on a word, (laughs) and I always thought you were having like some kind of fucking mini stroke or something. (laughs) But now I understand you're going into your Cajun (laughs) shit and like, <laughs> we're, can we do an episode where you just talk that way? We could try it. Can yeah. you pull that? Are you yeah, out of? I, no, I don't know if it's something you do on demand. It's something you have to hold back. <laughs> okay, I'll, well, we'll I, explore that. Well, we'll bring some of my friends in or, or family, and that'll be a that'll be a blast there. Okay, so we've got several irons in the fire here. So first of all, <laughs> you, the pronunciation of literally was spot on. Okay, Very well good. done. Yeah, and that caused me a lot of trouble in life taking things that way. So instead of looking more at the context. So all I know is I go to this place and they say, okay, this gal, this young looking nurse intern, whatever is going to get you set up for this. Okay, that's fine. So she takes me into this room with these two gowns and she said, um, okay, now we're going to put these on. <laughs> and I'm thinking, really? Because... <laughs> My wife's out there going to drive me home. And if we both come out of this closet wearing gowns with no back, I'm not going to have a ride home. (laughs) And like, I can see you taking it that way. I know. And I was just stumped for a while. (laughs) And she's like, are you okay, sir? (laughs) You You got to, you got to run this by my wife first, (laughs) even though I'm not afraid of her, (laughs) but this was back before this this point. I was, you were afraid of her. Right. So, uh, I don't know. She, maybe she thought I didn't, well, she knew I didn't get it. So she figured she'd go dive in a little deeper and she'll say, you'll put one on frontwards and one on backwards. It's like, oh, the we is me (laughs) and you're going to leave. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a a stopping point from that. That was the hardest thing, you know? So from there on out, smooth sailing. So you have no knowledge of the device going Mm -mm. in, none of that? No. (sighs) Man, I don't know. Like what happens? What percentage of the time when people fifty years old get a colonoscopy? Like, is it ninety nine percent of the time they find nothing, or ninety nine percent of the fi- time they find something life saving? Like, what? What do I? Yeah, give me some context. Okay, here. good, good. So there might be twenty percent where they'll find something like, oh, we need to do something about this, or at least are these actual stats? Or are you making this shit? I'm making these up actually. Okay. So, um, so, so, so there's a, a small percent. It's like, okay, we need to look at this. And then there's a pretty sizable chunk that says, Hey, you're doing pretty good. You know? Well, we'll have, what's the sizable chunk? Uh, 45. Okay. Yeah. So what are we at? 65% right now? Okay. So yes. we got 35% left. <laughs> yeah. And that's a point where the gal say, uh, or gal, um, we need to keep an eye on this. So in another five, 10 years, whatever it is that they want you to come back. It's like, we need to see if these things grew or caused you any trouble. So they just... Well, wouldn't I know that if they were causing me trouble? That's what I say. Oh, okay. But no. No. No, there could be something that's messing up other things. 
you know, like blood pressure, if it's a little too high, can cause issues that you don't know about, you know, so. From something stuck in my colon? Th- those those were unrelated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was like, my blood pressure's high because I got a polyp? What the fuck? Oh, you were you Okay, I see. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> so I think it's worthwhile to... Uh, to go ahead and, and get the testing, and then they're going to more than, well, it seems like more than likely they're going to say, you're fine, or here's some things we just want to keep an eye on. And so that's worth it right there. Mm, I don't it, know. How it, good are the drugs? How long do they last? Do I get a full day out of it? Uh, no. And and I don't know I don't know much about drugs, but I think something that takes you from zero to passed out in three seconds and then wakes you up rather quickly, it's like, well, what was that? I could have just taken a nap, you know? Yeah, but I think I'd feel that thing going. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't mean in that situation. Yeah, I, I just wanna... mean I wouldn't take those drugs. So you don't me. wake up like euphoric or like playing with unicorns or shit? Mm, I don't remember that. Damn I... it. But yours was quite a while ago. No. Oh, just a, maybe a year and a half. What the fuck? So you didn't get it at 50? Maybe what not. was that, about 12 years of <laughs> contemplation? <laughs> Hypocrite. Anyway, no. all of this because we're talking about... My, should Friction. I have sodium and potassium balanced in my um, Gatorade drink? <laughs> so should I switch to Powerade or stick with Gatorade? Uh, it's working for you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah whatever you It might want. just be placebo, though, because I'm like, again, because I'm stuck at age 14, like even in the morning, <laughs> I sing the I like to be like Mike. You do? Yeah. Remember that? No. My, I don't even know if that was a Gatorade commercial, but- I drink it. I sing that song. I like to be like Mike whenever I'm drinking my Gatorade. Hey, look, if that's what it takes, that's good. Fuck yeah, dude. it gets me ramped up. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, salvage something from the, the low friction workout plan? Yeah. I mean, that was hurtful, but go ahead and salvage. No, I, I meant <laughs> package it in a way that's easy for well, Package is much better than salvage. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. Bucket Maybe. full. Big bucket full. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that I did that exact thing recently with switching my workout plan. Unfortunately, um, the last few months I've been in, so I don't know how I came up with it, but some kind of maintenance mode, you know, where every morning I'm doing the stretching, I'm doing some Tai Chi, and I'm doing a little bit of workout to where it's like, okay, I'm not going backwards. But that's, that's I mean, that's good, but it's not good enough. That doesn't give you the feeling that you need. What is it called? The dopamine release mm-hmm. and things like that. So all it took, Jeff, was me for write down goal, measurable goals, you know, and in a specific time frame to write that down, write down a workout routine that I knew would stretch me to the point where I, I should get that, you know, and then secure a time. Say, okay, well, you know, and I, I get up at between four thirty and five as well. I don't use an alarm clock though. I haven't in. 15 years. So. No shit. Yeah. That's yeah, impressive. It's annoying. Dude, I need a fuck. I, I mean, because <laughs> I don't like to get up that early. Yeah. I mean, that first, I've done it for a long time, but that first like nanosecond, <laughs> like I'm an angry motherfucker. I imagine. And yeah. then it's like, and then I guess I'm like dog on a bone with brushing my teeth. Yeah. Anyway. Keep moving. So the, the other thing was the time. So I set it between six and seven. You know, it's like, that's when that's going to happen. And then, the, and I'm doing it at home now. So the weights are there and the clothes are set out. And I remember the first morning when I got up, 
I could reach for the <laughs> the clothes that I normally wear in the morning, which are more relaxed and whatever, or I could reach for what I designated as my workout stuff, which makes me feel like I, I need to work out. And it was weird to watch me <laughs> decide between the two. And it's like, no, I got to have these workout pants. So all I do is put those on. That's what I call it. Like but that. I think that, and I, I want to just, that is significant, okay. right? Because <clears throat> when you want to increase that behavior, right, I'm reducing as much friction as possible. Mm -hmm. And so that's an example of that. The workout clothes that I want to wear that may, I mean, if you got to paint your fucking face, paint your fucking yeah, face. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever reduces that friction and causes you to act on it, you goddamn do it. Yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And the, the cool thing was I didn't know I did this on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose, so I'm saying my workout clothes were right by my bed. I deliberately set them there. The other clothes were in the next room. <laughs> so it was easier just to step right into those clothes, you right. know, which I did, you know, and then the when 6 o'clock came, which and I did kind of ease into that as well, um, the, the routine was set out, the weights were there, you know, I mean, the goal was already established and I just did it. And that's been great. You know, and then when I knew one morning, uh, it was a Monday morning, I'd already made plans to meet somebody for coffee. So it's like, I'm not going to get that in. So I deliberately made plans to do it right when I got home. So yeah, it's like, I, I see what you're saying now, removing all the obstacles, barriers, anything that would, that would make me say, yeah, that's too much trouble to go to the next room, you know, or right. go look for the weights. Exactly. I mean, it just, and it, it's with that level of scrutiny that every little decision, you know, it's easy to be dismissive of, you know, the right workout clothes or not, because I'm same deal. Like I put my shoes Sometimes Annie puts them back. God damn, I'm like, you can't just fucking leave them there for tonight. We're going to bed. And when I get up in the morning and they're gone, dude. Oh, no. Now you got to go find them. You, oh, then see, and that's friction, man. Yeah. And then I'm like, fucking, yeah. I'm going back to. So, but it, it's, it, it's been such a learning curve for me in the exercise of reducing the friction. Mm-hmm in the ways that are meaningful to me mm -hmm. to be able to do the behavior that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the other area that I relational side, you know, when I'm struggling with something, if, if I'm, if I have to have a difficult conversation, the first thing I always do is write it out. Okay. I, <clears throat> I write it out as if I'm having the conversation. Because if I go into a conversation, you know, if I need to confront you on something and I'm not prepared to do it, right, well, that lack of preparedness then is the negative friction. It keeps, well, I don't really even know what to say to oh, him, right? right? Yeah. So now, so when I sit down and I write the conversation out with clarity on, you know, this is the point that I, this is the point that I need discussed, and I don't want this point to get lost. Mm -hmm. So that anchors me so that I'm not chasing 15 different rabbit trails and I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. So writing conversations out and 
and I still do this. I don't have to do it very much, but sometimes, but I make my kids do it all the fucking time, dude. Uh Our role plays. (laughs) Oh yeah. Fucking love role plays. And if, you know, if they have a difficult situation, if it's confronting a friend, those kinds of things. And it's, it's in client. I, I hate them. I mean, I don't enjoy it. Right. Mm. Um, but it, what it does <clears throat> is if you can, if you can, you know, if I need to have a conversation with somebody and I can force myself to do it with you, that sort of awkward, uncomfortable, this is silly, this is stupid, you know, mm-hmm. that everything that tells me not to do it is a form of stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm pushing against that stress, which prepares me for the stress of the actual conversation. Okay. It's so it's so useful mm-hmm. to be able to so those are just some things kind of relationally that decrease friction. Yeah. And make it easier for me to act on a conversation that I need to have or or something like yeah. that. So even if you in the role play you may not you may not need to learn something new about how to make your point, but I mean, that would be good, but just reducing the stress in the real conversation because I've already done it in this role play. Correct. That's the benefit of it. Yeah. Those, it, because it's that awkward emotional experience. Yeah. So when you went into the, when you go into the real situation, you can go, I've already done this. Yeah. I can walk through right. this, say these words and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I made my son ask me out on a date. <laughs> well, if he could do that. Dude, right? I mean, if you can ask your at dad out on a date, right? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was resistant forever. Oh, I imagine. Like, yeah. He didn't say, fuck you, dad, but he did, you know, 93% of all communications nonverbal. So he just, like, I think the first time I suggested it, I, I, we were in the car, and, like, he just looked out the window the rest of the time. Like, you are so dead to me. Yeah, yeah. And then... But then, right, then it came time where someone caught his eye. Uh-huh. And he was like, can we do that fucking role play? <laughs> oh, I'm like, great. yes. That's great. That's and great. even, and it, w- and it was cool, man, because just seeing him kind of embrace the mm-hmm. emotional aspects of it and push through it and those kinds of things took away some of the friction to where, yeah. you know, because I'm like, dude, he, like, I don't want to get into your world because I don't fucking understand how it works. But when it comes time to talk to a girl, don't fucking use technology. You Like, you got to man up. Yeah. You got to, like, yeah. walk up to her and, like, hi there. What You know, whatever. Yeah. And those were kind of the role plays that we did. Yeah. So do you, you – any examples of negative friction that you've created to keep from? Oh, well, <laughs> this is a simple one. Uh, so on, uh, on my uh, – laptop i'm all set up with amazon you know all i gotta do is you know one, oh bro yeah. <laughs> amazon is brilliant yeah. at reducing friction right yeah shit but look I, i've i've got a good way to block it so it's just i've got one laptop that i can i can log on get into my wife's account <laughs> my credit card stored you know and she's got the prime and all that uh, now, obviously, I can get it on any computer and on my phone and all that, but the password isn't set up, and I don't know what it is. And so it's not as easy to buy. And one day, I was just looking at stuff on Amazon on my phone, and I, I told my wife, I said, hey, give me the password and stuff so I can do this. And she goes, yeah, I can make that work. I said, that would change my life. 
you know, because instead I, oh, I need to buy this. And I go, oh, I got to go wait and get that one laptop that's already set up. And then we both stop and go, no, 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 stop right there. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on that you just described, but it's like I knew I didn't want to make it that easy to have a thought to scroll on my phone and then have something delivered. You know, I didn't want that. I mean, that's the thing about, you know, the phone in the palm of your hand. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, sellers are brilliant at reducing friction. Mm. I mean, to just make it, I mean, mm. as you, like you said with Amazon, it's just a fucking swipe. Yeah. Like they shoot that shit. Like I, for a while I'd get like notifications like, Hey, you bought this. You might be interested yeah, in this. And yeah. it's like, well, I fucking wasn't, but I am now. <laughs> I know, I know. Or like, Hey, there's a deal on this today. You might, you know, and it's just this and it's just that swipe. And it's like, so to your point, there are so many forces out there that are reducing friction oh, right. for us mm -hmm. to draw our behavior in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a brilliant example of you having to create friction yeah. to be able to keep that from happening. Yeah, yeah. And social media and, the, and cell phones and their ability to just market to the palm of our hands is an incredible example of society reducing friction mm -hmm. and making it so easy mm -hmm. to act on an impulse. Yeah. Before I get to that point, like with you and Mary, we were like, oh, put the fucking brakes on. This is a bad idea. I've already swiped and the shit's being ordered and delivered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you make it any easier? I know. Mine's yeah. uh, peanut M&Ms. Okay. Can't even fucking, I can't, I don't know where they are in the grocery store. Oh, okay. I didn't, couldn't, because I'll, <laughs> if you gave me five, if you gave me a five-gallon bucket, of peanut and M Ms. Oh yeah, all and time. said you wanted me to have them eaten by next week. I'd have them eaten by tomorrow. Yeah, and it just doesn't uh, fucking. I as sweets in general, like I'm beyond sweet tooth. It's yeah. just like I shove that shit down my throat. Wow. Like I have no self control. <laughs> and but I do it. I play this little game with myself. If I ate the five gallon bucket of peanut M and M's, I'd eat it like five at a time. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. like that's self control. <laughs> <laughs> but two minutes later, I'm going back for five, and it's like yeah. I don't even know when I taught myself this game. But it's like if I eat. 10,000 five calorie <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> handfuls, it's, it's somehow different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I it's, see. but I don't even know how all that shit got built up in my head. I just know I got to stay the fuck away from it. Yeah. Do not like get it out of here. Yeah. Kids, eat this, put it somewhere where I don't know where it is or it's going in the trash because I will just yeah. binge on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, if there's a takeaway, is it possible that there's a takeaway oh, from this? absolutely, yeah. Damn, seems like we fucking <laughs> feel like I'm still on Sudafed. Did I tell you about doing a session on Sudafed? No. We'll talk about that next time. Okay. Did not go well. <laughs> I told the client on the front end, I said, I took Sudafed. I've never taken that before. I think it was a really bad idea. Anyway, <laughs> recognizing as specifically as you can the behavior that you want to change. And 
if, if it's creating a behavior, whatever, whatever will make acting on that behavior easier for you, do it. Yeah. And it'll be a process. I mean, it's not yeah. like my process of getting up and working out. I mean, it took a long time to, to recognize that. And, uh, and I'll tell you where I spent a lot of time was in self-defeat. Oh. Because the alarm would go off, I'd hit yeah. snooze, you know, whatever. And it's like, <clears throat> I never took the time to really focus on what are the, what are the little things yes, exactly. that would cause me to act on this? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. okay, my clothes are laid out. They're there. So I'm like you, man. I got to have the right fucking workout clothes. Okay. Like yeah. if it's not, you know, if I don't feel... Like something, I don't know if it's like, yeah. but it's like, nope, they ain't fucking wearing that. Yeah. It's like those kinds of things and accumulating every one of those mm-hmm. that I need okay. yeah. to be able to get me to that result. If you look at that behavior that you want to create and it, and it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, we've talked about going to the gym, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's your behavior. What do you want to do? And what are those things that would increase your ability to make that happen? How do I reduce the amount of friction around that so that I'll go? Yeah. And then on the other side of the equation, if there's something that you want to stop doing this, right? I mean, this is kind of the basis of um, AA, right? Yeah. Is... You know, you take alcohol completely out of the equation. You institute, you know, you institute going to meetings. You institute having a sponsor. You institute working the steps, all of these kinds of things. You know, with that kind of intentionality, Mm -hmm. you're building as much friction around that behavior as possible. And and the other thing is you got to want to do it. And that may sound like a unnecessary component, but there's a difference between wanting to do something and should do something. If you're at the place where your perspective is, I should do this, Vegas odds, it ain't going to last. <laughs> okay. It ain't going to last. Right. Because that's externally motivated. Yeah. It's, it's being imposed on you. Mm-hmm. Well, I should really, and it, and maybe it's a maybe it's a false belief, you know, that has been imposed on you that you should do a certain thing, but resentment will start when it's a should. Resentment will start to accumulate around that, which will ultimately undermine the behavior. So if you if you're thinking I should do something, fuck that, because don't waste your time. But once you get to the place where you are certain that. This is what you want, who you want to be, what you want to do. Then you can start to really analyze this idea of friction and decrease the amount of friction around the behaviors that you want to create or increase and increase as much friction around those behaviors that you want out of your life. And you can be the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. The healthiest way to lose weight is a pound a week. Yeah. 
whoop-de-fucking-do, right? <laughs> Who wants to lose a pound a week? Nobody. Right. Everybody wants to lose. You can drop 10 pounds in 10 days, whatever it is. Right. And yeah, you can. <laughs> and you're going to gain 20 back uh, because the research shows that. Yeah. Um, and that's because of that whiplash effect. When mm. you try to change, when you try to d- institute massive change, <laughs> massive intentionality, massive effort, Get ready for massive failure in the opposite direction. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm going to work on that Batman. Yeah, that is, good. That's awesome. good. We'll that is good. We'll have that for next time. I'll have that just nailed yeah. down. I'm going to watch Dark Knight again. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to. I'll get more sleep before next uh, podcast, I promise. All right. Try to keep it a little more focused. <laughs> well, we have to uh, ask our listeners to. Uh, subscribe to check uh check that and what is it the five stars five stars yeah um first step in finding your balls boys five stars <laughs> thumbs up i don't know if that's right or not so, i mean yeah subscribe. so the uh the facebook um page is becoming man-made today and uh, the website is becoming manmade.com you can so, find us there yeah i think that's it for the day jeff you want to we'll talk to you next time